Pope Leo XIII, who reigned from 1878 to 1903, would rise each morning at 7am and offer Holy Mass, followed by attending a second Mass celebrated by a Vatican prelate. Other residents of the Vatican would also attend this Mass. While he was attending Mass one day in 1884, the Pope reportedly had a vision. He was seen to raise his head and stare at something above the celebrant's head. He was staring silently, without batting an eye. His expression was one of horror and awe. The colour and look of his face changed rapidly. Something unusual and grave was happening to him. Some accounts say that he collapsed and had no pulse and was considered dead. After some minutes he awoke and then coming to his senses, he headed for his private office. He is reputed to have said, What a horrible picture! I was allowed to see. Although the Pope never wrote anything about this experience, word of mouth tells that he overheard a conversation between God and the devil, Satan. The conversation purported to be a request by Satan for the 75 to 100 years he needed in order to destroy the Catholic Church. God reportedly granted Satan's request. In the midst of the vision, with demons descending on Rome, the Pope saw St. Michael appear and cast Satan and his legions into the abyss of hell. In his private office, the Pope composed the prayer to St. Michael. And half an hour later, he handed it to the secretary of the Congregation of Rites and told him to send it out to all the bishops of the world and that it be said at the end of every Mass. Unfortunately, Pope Paul VI ended that order in 1964. As we come close to the end of the liturgical year, what is presented to us in sacred scripture this Sunday is the last or general judgment of all mankind. Before that day, all human bodies will be resurrected from the dead and the risen body of each person will be reunited with the soul. Christ, the Son of Man, will come in the clouds with great power and glory, and he will send his angels to gather his chosen from the four winds, from the ends of the world to the ends of heaven. This final and definitive judgment of humanity and the world will usher in the kingdom of God in all its fullness. The righteous will be glorified in a reunited body and soul, and they will reign forever with Christ. The whole universe will be renewed. God the Father's plan, which he has been unfolding 
for tens of thousands of years to bring all things together under Christ will finally be achieved. The human race will experience a unity unlike anything ever known except at the beginning in the Garden of Eden. The visible universe will be transformed and restored to its original state. There will be immense and unending happiness. But, as our Lord points out, and as does the first reading, this end of the world that brings such peace and joy and fulfilment does not come without a struggle, without warfare and battle. St. Michael, the Archangel, the Defender of God's people, will lead the heavenly armies in a battle of cosmic proportions against the devil and his hellish armies. The earth and the heavens will reflect this. As our Lord said, the sun will be darkened, the moon will lose its brightness, and the stars will come falling from heaven and the powers in heaven will be shaken. And then he himself will come. We do not know when all of this will happen. When this world will end is hidden from us, and for that we are grateful. The Father is merciful to us. While we have to be alert and judge the signs of the times, he wants us also to trust in his wise and eternal plan. He expects us to keep the future reality before our eyes, to live not only with the reality of our own death, but with the reality of the judgment for all mankind. One way that we do this is not to trivialise the daily warfare with sin. In every faithful Christian life, the epic battle of the cosmos will play out, the same but on a smaller scale. Perhaps Pope Leo was granted that vision in 1884, so that when the horrors of the last 100 years or so arrived, the members of the Church would be forewarned and forearmed. Six years after that vision in 1890, Pope Leo wrote in the encyclical Sapientiae Christiane that Christians are born for combat. We are not born for an easy life here, but for eternal happiness in heaven. Getting to heaven is a struggle. It is a battle. Like any army, we do not fight alone. We have Christ as our King. We have St. Michael as our General and Prince. We have our Guardian Angel as our Defender. We have Our Lady as our Queen. We have all the saints in heaven on our side. And we have each other. Let us enlist the heavenly help by praying daily the prayer to St. Michael 
and the prayer to our guardian angel. Let us pray to our patron saints and those with whom we have some affinity. None of us knows if we will live to see the final battle, but we can be certain that there is a constant dress rehearsal for it each day in our own life. Some would say the events surrounding the pandemic have also been moving in the direction of the final battle. But what we are certain of is that the battle between good and evil, God and Satan, has been going on since the temptation in Eden. Equally, though, we also know the outcome. Christ is victorious and will be victorious in that great cosmic event that leads to the Last Judgment. May Christ, our King, reign in glory. Laudato Jesus Christus.